Ed Brown this Sunday right here on 104.5 The Zone and Titans Radio. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kowarski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Kenny Vaccaro joins us ahead of today's practice. Leader in tackles for the Titans this past week. Nine, I believe, against the Colts. Kenny, how are you, man? I'm good, man. Preparing for a new week. Yeah, man. So last couple weeks, I think combined, the last two games that you've played, 17 stops, I think, at least nine that I know of this past week against <laughs> Indy. So when you're in a rhythm like that, what people think of uh, you know the wide receiver, the running back, the quarterback getting into a rhythm. When you're in a tackling rhythm, what's it feel like? I mean, it feels good. I mean, honestly, that's just a product of, you know, the guys around me, everybody's playing hard, you know, me trying to withhold, you know, a standard that I have for myself, but also just playing hard, you know, for my teammates, my brothers around me, honestly. Um, anytime you have a lot of tackles, usually either means you, you know, somebody's catching a lot of balls on you <laughs> or you're playing really hard. And yeah. uh, sometimes it's a little bit of both. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just some of the core things we preach. Mm. Is it uh, is it simple or too simple to say that something has flipped switch wise with the with the defense recently? Um, I mean we're improving. Like I think we talked talked about you know throughout the course of this year is like you want to improve as a team from you know August to you know February. Um, you just want to keep going up. You never want to you know be up and down, up and down. Um, so I wouldn't say it's a, a switch. I think necessarily we you know we didn't get started on the right foot. At the first of the season, and we've just been, you know, slowly improving week in and week out. Malcolm said yesterday, um, you know, that that the the secondary, the corners, I guess in particular, um, we're holding back. We're being a little conservative up until recently when yeah. when things have gotten more aggressive. Why? Uh, I mean, that's a good question for Malcolm. I mean, um, you know, Malcolm's always been an aggressive player. I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody else. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think these last recent weeks, you know, those guys have been, done a great job just challenging, getting up there, um, impressing, you know, not being worried about, you know, getting, always getting beat over the top play. You know, a lot of times corners will play off because they don't want to give up the long ball. But at the same time, if offenses are choosing just to kind of like nickel and dime you all the way down the field, then that, that might as well be a 40 yard pass if you give up five or six, you know, five or seven, seven yard routes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, those guys, they've, they've done a hell of a job these past couple of weeks, just getting up in their face and challenging and not being worried about anything. We know, uh, hookers on the field a lot with, with, uh, with you and Kevin, the, yeah. the, the way you guys use the packages. Um, Mike said yesterday or earlier this week that, that, uh, he's anxious to see the three of you out there even more together and, and maybe even to rotate him in a little bit when it's just two of you. I don't imagine you're anxious to come off and make room for him <laughs> in, in base. No, no, I mean, we've been doing, you know, Hooks has been doing a great job just coming in. He's been playing that sub backer, you know, getting a lot of um, making plays on third down. allows me to get in there and blitz. Um, but, yeah, whatever the coaches, you know, wanted to do, we've been doing. Um, I mean, I haven't really, haven't really talked about it. How do you like that blitz and roll? How much? How much do you like to to change? It's to fun. The no, it's fun to blitz. It's fun to you know create pressure, create havoc in the backfield. You know, speed up that that clock for the quarterback. Um, not just for you know just the pad stats or anything like that, but it, it helps my guys out in the end. If I can, you know, like last week, get in Philip Rivers' face or you know push the pocket, you know, it speeds up that clock, you know, that internal clock of the QB's head, you know, and you know, and then maybe allows us to get a pick, you know, so. I mean, whatever I can do to contribute, I'm willing to do. Different approach uh, with the bootlegs that that Mayfield uses. 
Yeah, it's different. You know, they they, they have the you know the boot game. You know, the run, 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 and they'll hit you with a with a boot. You know, so you got to be you know disciplined with your eyes, um, but you got to be sound on the run. You can't be playing for the boot when you know they had you know one of the best backfield tandems yeah. in the league with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You know, that's their that's their baby. That's their bread and butter. How similar is it to the Titans' offense that you'll see on a practice field? It is similar. Um, you know, some of the same concepts. You know, I don't think we run as many boots, obviously. But as far as, you know, wanting to be physical in the run game, get downhill, eat up the clock, you know, um, time of possession, um, some of the same things I'm sure they're preaching over there in Cleveland. So, yeah, some of the same stuff we saw in training camp and we've practiced against all year, I'm sure we'll see some of those same concepts during the game. Baker Mayfield's a guy that's had turnover problems in his career. Is he a quarterback when, when you watch him, when you're reading eyes, when you're looking at tells, getting ready for a game? Is he a guy that at times – you can see where he's looking, maybe more so than other quarterbacks you face? Uh, I think what a lot of quarterbacks, except for like the top, you know, one or two percent, the guys will give you keys. If you watch enough film, you kind of understand how they play, what they like to do, what throws they like to make. Um, he's not, I mean, he's been doing, they're, they're, they're moving around. Um, anytime you do a lot of boots or the stuff they're doing, moving the pocket, I think it, you know, cuts the field in half so the reads aren't. You know, all over the field, it's kind of a half-field read. But no, nah, I mean, we're just looking to take advantage of you know the opportunities um, that he gives us if he if he gives us any. You know, um, we just want to make sure if he gives us some that you know we're, we're taking full advantage of it. The Browns are eight and three, just like you guys. There are no bad eight and three teams in the NFL for sure. But when the Browns have lost, they've been really bad. When you're preparing for a team like that, are you studying more of when they were bad and what teams did to affect them? Or are you researching more of the good Browns that we've seen this year in, in preparation? I mean, I, I think for any time you play a team, you should expect their best. Um, so you should be prepared. I mean, I don't think you should go back and look, all right, they didn't play good this game. Let's let's plan for it. I think, if anything, um, you expect them to, to play lights out and you do everything you can to not let that happen. So that's where our headspace is. We know the NFL COVID life has has led to a pretty methodical lifestyle for you guys this year. Is it harder to to find the distractions that that let you clear your head and get away from the game, given the kind of to and from work life that's dictated for you now? Yeah, I mean, for a lot of veteran guys and a lot of pros, a lot of times you're in the building, you're doing your routine, you're going home and you're doing your recovery, you're watching more tape. And it's kind of the same process. Obviously, we can't do as many things outside the building as far as, like, you know, all the guys getting together for dinner or anything like that. But it hasn't changed It hasn't changed too too much for a guy like myself who's, you know, get up early in the morning, you know, get here way before the team meeting, and then, you know, my routine after practice. I really don't have time to do anything anyways, so it hasn't changed too much. But the fact that we can't, if we wanted to, you know, go have, go grab some, you know, lunch or dinner, as a group that we can't, it's kind of annoying, but at the same time, it is what it is. And, that, you know, that's the cards we're dealt. And as, as pros, we're expected just to, to handle the situation the right way. I wrote about this earlier in the week. You guys were first, obviously. So it, it was new when you had your outbreak. And protocols have been adjusted yeah. in part because of your outbreak. But there were some, some people calling for your, the team to be shut down, yeah. for you to be fined 10 million, all of that. I didn't see much of that with regard to the Ravens. And I just wonder if if any of you let that bother you to a degree or question that. No, 
We didn't. And I think for us, the main thing we understood is we were kind of the first team to go through it. I think somewhere along the way, the whole league and the world thought maybe we can get to the season with nobody testing positive for COVID. And once, you know, you know, we kind of went through our ordeal, um, it's kind of become normal when I look at my timeline now and I see somebody, you know, has, has been put on the COVID list. It's, it's, but when, when it was happening to us, it was like, oh, my gosh, can you believe it? Do you see what's going down in Tennessee? But now you kind of every day you can expect some person on some team, whether it's a staff or player, getting put on the list. So I think part of the, the thing that happened with us is we were the first team, um, you know, and everybody was thinking, oh, they're not obeying protocols or they're not doing this, they're not doing that. When in reality, this thing was going to hit eventually um, when it wanted when it wanted to. It just so happened to be us first. <clears throat> Kitty Vaccaro, our guest. So w- w- when you were signed, it was towards the end of camp uh, originally with the Titans. Um, Desmond King's brought in at the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, you see similarities with how he had the crash course defensively, and, and how do you think he's fared so far? And he's done a great job. I mean, we I mean we play a lot of different coverages in our defense. We get a lot of different terminology especially coming from, you know, the scheme that he played in that was primarily cover three. Um, and he's had to even do a better job because he came kind of in the middle of the season. It, I at least had, you know, three, four, five days of, you know, training camp practice yeah. before the season got started and actually a preseason game. So I had time to kind of, you know, clinch my teeth into the defense. He's kind of had to, as soon as he get here, you know, he played pretty much right when he got here and, and did a, a hell of a job. So he's done a great job with that, and that's just, that's a, a testament to who he is as a player and a pro. State championship weekend for, for high school football in Tennessee. You're from, what, Brownsville, Texas? Brownwood. Brownwood, yeah. Texas. Yeah. To Brownwood High School, and then you transferred your senior year to early high yeah. school. You you play for state titles in Texas? I never got to play for one, but, I mean, that was always the goal. I think we had four or five at, from my high school. I mean, I kind of see myself from Brownwood. It was kind of a fluke thing my senior year going to early, but, yeah, it's High school football is a big deal in Texas. I kind of grew yes. up with, you know, everybody's seen Friday Night Lights or Odessa Permian. I mean, I remember playing and practicing against those teams. That was the vibe. Everything, the whole city shutting down, you know, the bells, you know, homecoming. Like, that was, that was that's how I grew up. You know, Friday Night Lights, blue-collar Texas football. So, it's exciting. Kenny had, like, 250 career tackles in high school. But he also, you, you played two positions on offense, too, right? Yeah, I mean, I play receiver and running back, but man, I've always loved defense. I've always been that aggressive, you know, player. Um, I've always been on that side of the ball. It wasn't a deal where I played offense and I switched over. I'd always kind of had, you know, the aggression to play defense. Now, Kenny, going back to what you said earlier, I have to ask, were, did you have all those tackles in high school because you were giving up a lot of passes <laughs> or because you were really aggressive? Nah, teams are running the ball in high school, man. It wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> passing games evolved. <laughs> Now you see guys, I, I'm watching high school games like Lake Travis and those teams in Austin where I live now. They're, they're running the spread. They're running college and, you know, NFL offenses now. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing to see with all the RPOs and how the, how the offensive game has transitioned. But, nah, that was me flying around making plays. Hey. All that seven-on-seven, seven seven, I wonder what all the other guys do during all that seven-on-seven. Seven-on-seven? Seven? Yeah, that, that season-long seven-on-seven. Oh, that's basically what it is, yeah. right? Um but yeah, those, those boys up front are still getting after it, man. But yeah, people are spreading it around now <laughs> at, at every level. I, I don't know. I, I mentioned this earlier in, in the in the season, Kenny. I don't know how to define good defense anymore because I, you know if you hold a team to twenty six points, in some cases, that's really good based no, on really the rules. Is. I was a couple of weeks ago. I was looking at some statistics. 
that offense are scoring at the craziest rate ever. Yes, yeah, they are. Holding penalties are down, or whatever they said it was. Um, touchdowns are up. If you're if you're giving up, you know, like you said, 25, 26 points a game, you might be top ten. I don't know. Like, but a few years ago, if you were giving up that much, you'd be l- l- bottom of the league. So it's definitely involved on the offensive side of the ball and the way the game's played. Appreciate the time today, um, and uh, stay healthy, man. We'll we'll catch up soon. Always right, good guys, catching up. It.